Uh, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Steve. If you're going to use that as the intro, I'm sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgewall Podcast. In this episode, I'll be guest hosting for Steve Damon as I bring to you the international scene in this up in this season going forward. Uh, here with me, I have Amy. Amy, introduce yourself. Hello, Shamai. I'm Amy Jones. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that sounded so lame. <laughs> uh, well, it's, <laughs> we're both being lame at this point. Uh, what? <laughs> Uh, where are you from and what's your current club? Okay, so I'm from uh, Wales, which is a country in the United Kingdom. Um, and I play for a club called Carmarthen Wizards, based in West Wales. Um, I also play internationally for Wales and also for GB. Okay, cool. And um, just to kind of get an understanding, what is your jersey number and why? Okay, so uh, my jersey number is 27. Um, and the reason for this is when I started playing dodgeball in 2012, um, I had a cat and a dog at the time, which I love very much. And um, their ages were 15 and 12. And I just combined the numbers and came up with 27. It's the only thing I could think of doing. <laughs> that is the, obviously one of the most unique uh, stories I've heard as far as like oh, jersey really? numbers. Yeah, because a oh, lot okay. of times people pick jersey numbers because of their favorite athlete or a particular birth date or I've never heard of uh, combining your pet's ages. That's actually really good. <laughs> well, I remember like um, the club I played for, which is Nottingham University, they were going around asking about the numbers and I didn't have a clue. I was like, oh, I don't know what number to pick. And I love my dog and my cat. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just combine the ages. So it, it seems to have sort of stuck since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, that is taking your love for your pets to the next level. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and it's always on my back every time I play, so it makes me proud. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about um, how's the dodgeball scene out in Wales? And do you think it's bigger over there than it is in the States? Uh, definitely not. Um, so with the popula population of Wales, we only have 3 million people. Um, dodgeball is, to be honest, I can only name a couple of clubs and come out and is one of them. So it's not really played much here and there's not much junior development so it's really lacking in Wales um, as a whole compared to probably the rest of the UK. Um, I'm not too sure what it is like in the other countries apart from England but I know in England it's sort of flourishing but in Wales it's quite the opposite to be honest it's, it's quite sad. Now would you say it's just because it's not I don't want to say not being invested enough but it's just not being pushed enough or is it just gaining steam and it's just like behind England? Um, I think it's a bit of both because we have different sporting governing bodies. So I don't know if dodgeball is seen um, as highly as it is in England um, or any other, other country. So I think with the help of sort of um, junior clubs would be a big thing. If we could like invest in the junior clubs, that's how you would get kids and young people into dodgeball. But we just don't have the funding for that yet. So um, maybe in a couple of years, it'll, it'll be a lot better. So there is hope. Ah, I see. Yeah. So when you talk about dodgeball to anyone out there, do people just start like throwing the movie uh, quotes at you and everything? And if you could dodge Always. around. Dodgeball. 
literally like whenever I talk to somebody new and then and they ask what I do or what I do on weekends like oh, I play sport called dodgeball and they're like ah oh, if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball and I'm like ah oh, that's the 300th time I've heard that that's so funny you're <laughs> <laughs> 300th my 3000th um I guess there's not much of a cultural difference in that regard no definitely not and like I I remember watching uh, the film when I was younger and I loved it because it's just brilliant so like everybody else is like oh is it like the film I'm like well the film's quite dramatic but it's you know the catches and the hits still count it's that's the same but we don't throw uh, we don't throw wrenches at each other in dodge traffic so (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine yeah I can't imagine how many times you had to explain that to people but then again yeah actually I can't imagine that yeah Uh, (laughs) so what got you into dodgeball um, so when I was at university, um, one of the guys I knew was trying to get me into it for almost a whole year. And I was like, oh, I don't have time. And I was doing cheerleading at the time. Don't laugh. I know. I can't believe it myself. <laughs> um, but I didn't have any time to do anything. And then at the end of year in the summer, he was like, oh, I'll just come along to one session. And I did. And I just absolutely loved it. And I remember just like picking up the ball for the first time and throwing overarm and everyone's faces was like, whoa, this, this girl can throw. <laughs> so like, I like wanted to come back straight away, but like I had to wait for the next semester. And, uh, and I was there like the first, the first uh, day they opened and I joined the society. So yeah, it was just through, through somebody I knew and like everybody was so welcoming and I got like straight onto the ladies team. Oh, I was just, it was just amazing. Like I'd recommend it to anybody, just go for a first session. You will love it. <laughs> So safe to assume your first experience was really impactful, really addicting. And it's been how long since uh, the university uh, open session? Um, so it's 20, uh, sort of the end of the summer of 2012. So it's been, yeah, pretty much eight years now to the, to the day. Oh, wow. So a long time ago now when we used to play with um, eight inch balls. <laughs> with three oh, balls my God. Balls. So yeah, back in the old school days. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about those old school days. I'd like to forget those. Um, <laughs> oh, why? Uh, well, it's not because of the size of the ball. Maybe it's just the the three ball thing. Like maybe if it was eight and a half, what was it eight, eight inch over there? Just eight, just eight yeah. Yours is eight and just a half, eight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, eight and a half yeah. rubber. But maybe if yeah. it was like maybe eight inch and six balls or eight inch and five uh, it would be a little more engaging as far as uh, visually because I felt like it was too many games where it was one ball being thrown and you know one player being (laughs) yeah yeah so that was my first experience when I was watching I don't know if it was like a euro or something but back in 2012 ironically oh Um, that's okay yeah it would have been um yeah looking back at it now it's it's incredibly boring to watch um, so I'm so glad we switched to five ball rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. It definitely was a little more. Um... It's good for spectators as well. Like yeah. Nobody wants to watch a boring game and it was quite boring, but now it's like so energetic and exciting. So what sports did you play growing up? Um, pretty much everything that the school offered. So we had like hockey, netball, tennis, um, did a lot of swimming, a lot of running. Um, even though I don't look like a runner, but I did used to run. <laughs> um, <laughs> although I do sprint start quite well. So that's, yeah, I think that's carried me through. Um, yeah, basically anything athletics, like all the stuff from track and field, um, you name it, like I'd be there and doing it after school. So yeah, pretty much anything that was offered to me, I'd be doing it. 
Okay, so pretty much you were just a sporty kid growing up? Yeah, I, I grew up with, um, so I had an older brother and in the street we only had 12 houses and they were all boys, all kids. So I just like sort of joined in with them and we used to be really competitive with like hitting the ball, cricket ball around us. Um, not quite baseball level, but uh, yeah, it was quite competitive. <laughs> but yeah, I think that helped me uh, become more like sporty and competitive. So, okay, out of all the sports that you played growing up, which one would you say helped you in your transition to dodgeball? Like, what would be your foundation sports? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it would probably be athletics. Um, I think I, hold, I, I did hold the record for like a javelin throw in my uh, secondary school. I don't know if I still have it, but it's, it's sort of like an overarm throw. Um, so that sort of told me that I knew I could throw quite well and quite far and quite powerful. Well, I could have told you um, that. <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, and like, um, I don't know if you guys have it in the US, but we have a thing called shot put. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, some schools out here, uh, predominantly in the East Coast, have shot okay. put. Um, yeah, I was quite good at that because that's like explosive, powerful strength. Um, we didn't have a hammer throw. I've always wanted to do the hammer throw, but we've never done it. So I would love oh, to do okay. that still one day. But yeah, that basically told me that I could throw and like I used to throw a tennis ball with my brother like really far and um, we would just be throwing like all the time in the summer. So I knew I could throw. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like if you needed any validation, I can definitely give you that from across the pond. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of Wales, uh, what other countries have you played in? And I think I know the answer, but have you ever played in the United States? I've never played in the US, although that would definitely be on my bucket list, like if I was to play anywhere. Um, I've played in quite a few countries, so pretty much all over the UK. I haven't played in Scotland yet, but I played in Northern Ireland, played in England. Uh, I've played in France. Uh, I've got to go through all the Euros now. <laughs> France, Austria, um, Italy. Um, where else was Euros? I think, am I missing one? Uh, I know there was one in Ireland. I know there was oh, one. I didn't, oh, I didn't go to the Ireland one. Oh, sorry. No, I have played in Scotland. Um, the Glasgow Euros 2017. Oh. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was just checking with Elisa. She's sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's my oh, checklist. She knows all the information. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think as time goes on, we'll probably play in more places because we've got um, Czech Republic. Or was it Croatia? Croatia is 20. I want to say, yeah, it was Croatia. Yeah, so um, it's, I'm, I'm getting the, racking up the list of countries. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so let's kind of get down to the more modern uh, questions. Um, mm -hmm. How have you adapted to COVID? Like, how has it impacted you over there? Um, me personally, or was like a, a dodgeballer. Uh, a little bit of both. We can talk okay. about like how it maybe halted dodgeball where you're at and how it affected and how have you adapted personally? Okay. Um, so our last training session in Command and Wizards was in March. Uh, I think it was early March, just before we had our lockdown. Um, and like when I left, I didn't think that I wouldn't be playing like for, for almost the rest of the year. Um, so <laughs> that was quite a shock. Um, and like we had... Um, a tournament in St. George's Park in England, which is where the, all the league is held, that was cancelled as well. So it was just really overwhelming that everything we had planned would be cancelled. Um, we also had, uh, we were going to Dublin for NECs, which is the Northern European Champs, that was cancelled. We all booked the flights and everything. Um, and then obviously Euros is cancelled. So 
it was really sad actually just seeing like all your events in the calendar just kind of being crossed out <laughs> um <sighs> but to sort of cope i have been doing a bit of throwing just to keep the, the arm going um but equally it's it's probably done me quite well to rest my body and especially my shoulder um i think it's because I usually get a little bit of pain, obviously, through and all the time. But it's, it's, I think it's completely healed now. So that's the only probably positive thing about not playing. Um, and general life's been a bit sort of rubbish. But we got the sort of easing of restrictions now, which is why um, I get to see Elisa, who's sitting next to me, um, which is nice. <laughs> hey, Elisa. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's, it's been kind of tough. Like, I kind of like want to ask about your situation, but I, I sort of know quite a lot from what I've seen in the media as well <laughs> yeah your, your side of the pond but um yeah it kind of sucks for everybody really doesn't it oh god I yeah I do not want to talk about that um we're fair kinda, enough <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's all good but um yeah I mean we kind of went over that a few times but yeah yeah just I already know me being positive I know we're gonna see the end of it um yeah we just might be the last to see the end of it but maybe but do you know have you heard anything about when like the, your sporting venues are opening up or anything uh no um the only thing i know of is uh like some like professional sports leagues are like starting to develop what we call bubble cities like the nba okay. is going to have one in orlando same thing with mls um the hockey league is actually going to be played in two cities in um okay. canada so there is an attempt at at least from the professional sporting side uh, okay. of either finishing up the season or creating like a mini tournament for this season. Right. Okay. Uh, but as far as like anything on the rec level, uh, no, there's nothing um, on that end. Well, uh, nothing on the cards at all then. No, nothing. <laughs> unfortunately. I've heard sort of like rumors that we may sort of be opening up in September but obviously that's fast approaching. I'm not sure the, the whole of the UK will be ready for that, but there are sort of like rumors going around that that might be the case. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your play style. How would you describe your play style <laughs> as it relates to cloth? And I guess now you guys are playing or starting to play foam out there. So yeah. do you feel like your um, play style varies between ball types or... Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously cloth is my predominant form of dodgeball. Um, I don't know if I would, I don't know, it's hard to describe how I play. I think just always caught away, tactically aware of what's happening. And I would never say that I'm like an aggressive player. I do a lot of fakes on court and I do a lot, I get a lot of ground to push players back. But um, I think I do it in a nice way and I'm smiling. So it's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, at least it's just doing an impression of me faking and it wasn't a good one. <laughs> um, I, w I wish I had on a video, but I don't. Um, I think like the, the, always the one thing I try and take away from it is like I'm always cool, calm and collected and I'm always really proud that I am and like the, most of my team are. Um, and I feel that after every game, even if we win or lose, like I'm always really respectful. I'm like, you know, well done guys, you beat us. Like you beat us awesomely. Like we just, you know, it's... Um, I always feel like I'm gracious, is what I'm trying to say. Um, with foam, I think because, because it's a different type of ball and it's lighter, I feel that like anybody can kind of throw it fast in any style that they want to. Um, so I kind of blend in a bit more with foam with regarding to, uh, regarding to speed. Um, probably a bit more reserved in foam, 
even though there's like one more ball. Um, but I, I just do love picking up two balls and blocking the foam away. That is like, I love that rule. Like you can't do that in cloth because <laughs> you just can't grip onto the ball. Um, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd certainly say cloth, I'm much more sort of maybe even more proactive on court. Um, whereas foam, because I think we're all still learning a bit over here. Um, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more reserved on court than I am in cloth. Okay, so just because of like familiarity and just total understanding you're more aggressive in cloth and I can see that um yeah. I can honestly say having watched you play and having played against you um this year <laughs> uh yeah I would say you're very competitive um I would have to I would have to call you out on something when you fake you don't smile oh I didn't know that <laughs> no. well, but it's not, but it's not a bad thing because I know it's it, you know I'm not the same way either. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not going to smile and pump fake. It doesn't sell. So I'll have to do it now just but, to throw people off. Yeah, that's not going to. Well, if you could pull that off, you'd yeah, be fighting okay. against your own nature. But um, yeah, I would say you're very <laughs> gracious. I say, yeah, I would say you're very gracious and very respectful, but you're also very intense, and you have that solid balance of confidence and class and overall aggression and demeanor and you know like you're pretty well-rounded in in that regard so i will oh, commend you. i will commend you on that i never felt at any point that you were ever flexing on people or anything like that mm. um so I, oh, thanks. Yeah. that's kind but I, but i will have to call you out you do not smile when you fake well i'm definitely gonna have to now because everybody knows if i don't <laughs> smile it's a fake so i'm gonna have to smile and put them off <laughs> 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 Will do. Um, so, okay. Let's talk about um, ranking your favorite ball styles. I feel like I know the answer to this one. <laughs> you probably um, do. <laughs> so, I guess over here in the States, we have 8.5 rubber, no sting, foam, and cloth. Okay. And for the most part, everyone would rank cloth as last here. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but how would you rank the ball types? Uh, as far as like cloth and I guess foam because I, I know you guys don't play rubber out there yeah we've never played rubber here but I have played with a similar kind of ball like we play volleyball with them in, in school um, really yeah that would definitely be last on my list if I'm honest because um, they hurt when they hit you <laughs> Um, don't they don't they ever i love it yeah. to be fair, every type of dodgeball hurts when they hit you but I think that would, that is by far the most painful um, mm. and in terms of the ball I think it might be a little bit biased here, but cloth just does it for me because like you can't really squeeze the ball. And like, if, because, um, what am I trying to say? If you're like so powerful, you can throw it so powerfully, but with foam, it's just, it's so light, like anybody can throw it. So I feel like, cause I got such a powerful throwing cloth, that's where I shine. Um, and with foam, I feel like that's sort of subdued. Um, even though it is nice to actually grip the foam ball as well and kind of give it a little flick. Uh, not that you're meant to flick, but you know what I mean. That's illegal in uh, dodgeball terms. Um, Wait, what's illegal in dodgeball terms? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. If you pinch the ball and throw it in foam, then you get called out. So if like, you pinch it between your thumb and your first finger, you get called out. Hmm, that's odd. Okay. Yeah, so you, but you can squeeze it, but you just can't pinch you could... it yet. Okay, yeah. All right. No, I, I think yeah. I get you. But like picking up a cloth ball, I don't know if, if like you felt it when you were over here playing, but like it just feels so good in your hand. And it's just like when that ball leaves your hand when you're throwing so hard, like the noise and oh, it's just like the sound that it makes if it hits somebody is just amazing. And I don't feel like you get that in foam. You might get it in rubber actually, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's I, noisy actually, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, I would definitely say that. Um, when I was over there, I can say that there was something about how the cloth balls were prepared pre-tournament that I was happy with. Mm. Um, so it made my adjustment a lot um, easier. But for me, like it took me after our matchup, we had Cyclones and I uh, can't recall the other two teams and I felt yeah. more comfortable throwing. It was just okay. the catching for me. It was very difficult because at <laughs> least with rubber, it kind of folds into you. At least with foam, it kind of squishes into you. Yeah. You know, like with cloth, it's like I was in the perfect position to to catch it, but yeah. it always had that one bounce. So the margin of error, <laughs> the margin yeah. of error was a lot smaller. And I remember trying to catch you, and it was like with a foam ball that would stick to my hand. Yeah. With that ball, it busted my knuckles. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, let's not mention that. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I popped. I popped them back in. It's all good. Oh, I feel so awful about that. <laughs> I gave you props, huh? but then again, I'm crazy. I I, I love the pain. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Well, you shouldn't have tried to catch me, to be fair. But you know. <laughs> Let's be fair. Did you think I was going to run from you? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I flew. I flew ten thousand miles. I'm not going to run. I know you have to face me, to be fair. <laughs> not, so I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm not afraid of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> my body may hate me but i'm not afraid of anyone <laughs> okay so let's talk about um did you have any role models growing up whether they be sports athletes you know your parents anyone who you would say inspired you um to be the kind of player and overall person that you are um if i'm honest i can't really think of any um and i've been thinking about this for, for most of the day um it's going to sound really geeky and nerdy, but like the only people who I looked up to were like famous scientists. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, d don't ask. Um, but like sort of nothing that in influenced me playing, I guess. Um, actually watching Wimbledon and seeing like Serena Williams and Venus Williams play, I was always like in awe of just how awesome and athletic they are. And like breaking all these boundaries with how fast their serves are. I think, yeah, they, they were probably a couple of my role models sports-wise. Um, Sports wise. Yeah, so just give a few shout outs to uh, some scientists. Like, who? <laughs> oh, no, you put me on the spot. Um, of course, I do. Well, I d David Attenborough isn't technically a scientist, he's a naturalist, but you know, he's just, I think he's just done so much for the world by his documentaries and he's trying to save the planet. I think he's just amazing. Um, and I can't think of any more on the spot. <laughs> but he's, he's just like my idol. I'd love to meet him and just have a, have a conversation with David Attenborough. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, that's cool. That's quite sad. <laughs> <laughs> why is it sad? I don't know. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, we're past judgment. I just want to know why you think it's sad. Because um, it's not sport related, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't have to be. This is about getting it's to know me. you for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into a little more of the fun side of the questions. Uh, what is your, Do you have a pregame ritual? Um. Not so much a ritual, um, although because in Wales, like, you've got to do a lot of travelling to go to all these tournaments. So, like, whenever I car share with, like, Elisa and a couple of others, like, we generally get a load of snacks, chuck some music on, and just chill uh, on the way up because you've got, like, a, it's usually about a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour journey to most tournaments from uh, where we live. Um, but when I was in uni, it's going to sound really sad, I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, I used to play Tekken as a kid on uh, the PlayStation <laughs> Yes. And uh, there was this one song that um, it was like the startup version when you like put the game in and it just like, it's like the perfect psych up song. 
Okay. Um, it's, it's called I, like Winter Night Sky, by the way. You should uh, have a look. It's, it's like a really good psycho song. But that's that's okay. all I used to put in my ears before a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so gonna, we're going to kind of segue away from that. Um, I actually, for a brief period in my early, early youth, I was a competitive Tekken player. Awesome. Uh, so for me, like... The, the highest I ever achieved was top 50 in my state at the time when I lived in Michigan. Oh, whoa, that's really good. So, yeah. So I was literally the only player under 18 in the top 50. And what tech, what Tekken game was it? Um, huh? it? It's Tekken 2, but I also played oh. Tekken 3 and I got Tekken 7 on my uh, PS4. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because um, yeah. I can't let the uh, childhood dream go, you know? You gotta no, keep playing. Of, of course not. Of course not. I mean... <laughs> We're all just grown adults chasing our childhood. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've got Spire of the Dragon as well. <laughs> if you have it over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm more of a Crash Bandicoot type of person, but I did play uh, Spyro growing up. Yeah, I, I played both. So I just love playing games. But yeah, that, that one Tekken song just reminds me of, I don't know, putting the game in and like, yeah. getting wild up. And it's just a really good song to, before you play a dodgeball match. And this was Tekken 2, right? Tekken 2, yeah. I think it's Winter Night Sky is called. It's uh, really good. It's only like... It's less than a minute long, but I've got it on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you, man. No, for me, like, I, I kind of miss the competitive Tekken days, and I'm waiting yeah. for the new system to come out so I could probably yeah. semi oh, get back into that. It's Black Winter Night Sky. That's the song. That's the song. Okay. So you definitely okay. have to YouTube it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. <laughs> and you'll YouTube see what I mean. <laughs> I'll definitely YouTube it and relive parts yeah. of my childhood. Nostalgia. Um, so I guess this kind of answers the next question. What song gets you up for, uh, amps you up for a dodgeball game? So yeah, it's definitely that talking. song. <laughs> okay, so outside of that song, um, the next kind of segue question into this is, what's, your, what's in your pregame playlist outside of Winter Night Sky? Um, I don't necessarily have a playlist, to be honest, because like I said, the journeys are so long. I just put it on shuffle because I'm usually traveling up traveling up with people as well so I don't want to put on like the music that I just like just in case everybody else doesn't like it um <laughs> but generally like the, the sort of shuffle playlist that comes on is like anything from like 80s music um like Let's get... Mac um whatever Ooh, okay uh, oh, what's the other one Boogie Nights I can't remember who sings that but like anything from that to like some proper bass and mainstream music a bit of Lady Gaga um yeah anything basically Ah. So nothing, nothing well, really specific. I don't think I've ever heard anyone shout out Fleetwood Mac. So, I mean, oh, okay. you, you've just earned major cool points with me. And awesome. That's saying something considering how cool we are. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they're really underrated. Um, I just love all the, it's just such beautiful music and singing. It's just a great combination. Well, I will say you do have good taste in music. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to segue into the crowdsource questions. Um, okay. Uh, the host of this podcast uh steve damon asks mm -hmm. right now the dodgeball community is at war with 8.5 being superior to foam mm -hmm. and cloth not ever be, not even being mentioned are there any current <laughs> battles for which ball type is best in your area um i don't think it's a battle because i think cloth just wins <laughs> everything like everybody just wants to play cloth yeah um, i figured that <laughs> foam is is up and coming i think we're trying to get more foam tournaments in the uk um to obviously help us prepare against like USA and Canada and other countries that predominantly play foam as well. Um, but I don't, I don't think foam or rubber will ever overtake cloth um, here or even in Europe because it's just so popular and we've obviously grown up with it. And it, obviously it's the same for you guys. I can't like, I don't see if you guys would ever switch 
to, to whichever is popular because it's kind of a hard thing to do, especially if there's different rules involved. Yeah, um, I, can, I could say that. Um, mm. I think for us in the States, even though it's probably, it probably sounds like 8.5 is like our predominant ball type. Yeah. I guess it depends on where you go as far as um, what ball type is popular and with the size and the scope of the country. Okay. Um, you'll definitely get varying opinions, but um, I will say that we do play a lot more styles and I think that would cultivate in a more creative inter- or more competitive international scene uh, going yeah. forward. So I can definitely see us contending in cloth. Um, it'll take us some time, obviously, but I know it'll pick up steam because I played it over there and I played it here before everything shut down. And yeah, it was just, I had a blast with it. And to be honest, I kind of laughed when I saw some people try to throw it. <laughs> That's so. mean. You, you were like already up in the game. Like you knew what you were doing. <laughs> uh, well, I have teachers and, you know, everyone out there in GCG and yeah. And you guys over there. So it was, you know, I had a little learning curve out there that yeah. I was ahead of. Um, okay, so Shelby Grimness is asking, explain how the UK's national team system works. Do you mm-hmm. like having it fall under one umbrella at Worlds, in this case, GB, Team GB, mm-hmm. or do you want to see each nation get a chance to compete on the world stage? Um, ideally, I would like to see each nation compete on the world stage because if, say, for example, a home nation, so Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland, or England, win in Euros, um, they don't actually get to compete in any World Cup. Um, it automatically goes to GB. Oh. So um, that's a little bit, I think, I don't know if it's, I would say, an odd way to do things, but obviously you need to have a central team um, if you've got a place which has four countries with a load of dodgeball players. Um, but it is a shame that the smaller nations who have really, really, really talented players who aren't in GB can't then compete on the world stage. Um, so any big, any big event like that is GB led and then under GB you have the other home nations as well which I just mentioned and and then you just have the, the leagues then that are all one in England and there's, there's one in Wales and I think there's one in Northern Ireland and Scotland too so but I think GB is the main focus of our governing body British Dodgeball at the moment for the world stage. And would you say that the team is comprised of players mostly um with international experience or some proficiency in foam or a little bit of mix? Um, I'd say most of them have predominantly have international experience. Uh, I don't think I can name anybody actually on the team who doesn't have international experience. Um, But we did have um, a player called Kirby who was from Malaysia and he was very experienced in foam. So he he was very good for the foam team. And he actually is playing for GB, I actually know who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's gone back to Malaysia now, so he doesn't he doesn't play for us anymore. Um, but, um, yeah, he was a good influence on the on the sort of rules and tactics and stuff. And he actually coached us um, for the World Cup back when Wales competed in 2016. Like he was a really um, great aid for tactics then as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember he was in uh, Manchester with you guys. That's, That's the one, like, yeah. Yeah. He watched like so many videos, didn't you? <laughs> You have no idea. Yeah, um, you're really well educated in our uh, like dodgeball system. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of surprising myself actually. Um, hence why I'm taking over at least the international side of things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anthony Aldred is asking, and we can kind of modify this a bit. Um, yes, please. <laughs> 
So Clearly, you, because I don't you, know many people's names internationally, and I'm really sorry. I know the faces and I know how they play, but I wouldn't be able to tell your names. <laughs> okay, so oh wow, uh, dream <laughs> for cloth of men, women, and mix. Six players, six nations for each. So let, let's let's simplify it. Let's pick six players. Uh, we'll just stick with mix because it's okay. pretty loaded. So yeah. pick six players, non-Welsh. That you oh, can comprise a team. That's not fair. Uh, how's that not fair? Because <laughs> I got one sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I'll let you have that one reprieve, but you can't add yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so. She, she doesn't uh, know what you've asked, and she's like really curious, but I will tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously, it'd be Elisa Storch. Okay. Um, non Welsh. Um. It would have to be Shannon Smith from Northern Ireland. And another girl, apart from myself, would be uh, April O'Brien, England. Okay. Uh, if you know any of these guys. Um, yes. Guys, why? <laughs> Do they still have to be non-Welsh or am I allowed one? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll let one Welsh slip. Okay, thank you for being so kind. Um, <laughs> it would have to be Liam Ryder. And then um, Johnny Day from Scotland. And then I've got to pick one from another nation now, to be fair. Um, <laughs> um, who would I want to go with? Oh, God, I actually can't think. Uh, I, I do know, but I've got to ask Elisa what his name is. Uh, what club does he play for? Do you know that? He plays for Northern Ireland. I think oh, his, his, last, yeah, yeah, yeah. his last name's Murphy, and they call him Murph. Blaine Murphy? That's the one. Yeah, I, okay. I thought it was Blaine, but I didn't want to get it wrong. But yeah, he would, that, that would be like the ideal mixed team. Uh, well, that, everybody. That, that showcased my intel skills. I was able to name that person before you did. Yeah, well done. I t I'm no. really rubbish with names of dodgeball, and I apologize. But I know exactly who everybody is. <laughs> well, you better not be rubbish with mine. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is, this is definitely going to be a fun episode, and I'm pretty sure people are going to hear how fun this sounded. All right, so we're going to go into, well, this is a tough four questions. This is going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's not, nothing controversial. It's going to be fun. Okay. So what's the, what's the one thing you wish you could change about dodgeball? Whether it be on the, the rec side, the university side, the competitive side, anything big or small. Like if you can change one thing, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I did have an answer, but I think I'm going to change it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this comes into the categories, but I just wish there was more investment in all of the countries. And I wish we sort of had um, a lot of sponsors that would help. Uh, even just paying for kits and balls or venue hire. I think that would, if, if we had extra funding from other parties or were able to get it through British Dodgeball, like that would excel the way that we play. Okay. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. That's very it, it just needs to be bigger in the UK for us to sort of start getting funding from other people. Now, when you say bigger in the UK, you're talking yeah. more specifically Wales. Uh, we, yeah, Wales definitely comes into it. I mean, we, we just don't have enough funding for, for a lot of things, and Dodgeball is one of them because um, okay. of the way that the UK works and the, the central government. Like, I won't go into the politics. Yeah, um, that, that, that's going to be a separate podcast entirely, the, or uh, an offline yeah, discussion. I, I could go into uh, how, how sort of um, 
impoverished Wales is compared to the rest of uh, the EU, actually. Um, but yeah, I just think funding is is lacked. Like we got a lot of good sports going on here, um, but I just think in order for dodgeball to either survive or improve, we need we need more funding. So it needs okay. to be out there more. So definitely the passion is out there, just more funding and maybe even exposure in that end for you guys. Definitely, yeah, exposure would definitely help. Like if we were able to, I don't know, get on the local news or something and maybe build a junior club, I think that would all be so awesome for dodgeball in all parts of the country. Oh, for sure. I mean, investing in the youth is definitely a, a long ball type of uh, game plan to, to have because yeah. you need it and to survive after you. Exactly. Uh, and like, I think dodgeball suffers a little bit from like the old, like we're, we're all getting like a little bit old and we're not, it's a bit better now where we've got younger people coming in to replace us. Um, but again, other than England, it doesn't really happen in the other countries. So it's, we, we need those young people to come in and take over so we can retire and, uh, you know, put our feet up when we're 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 30 I'm 33 and I'm still going strong. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next question. Um, what is your career? If you had to pick a career highlight or a set of highlights, what would it be? Well, I think the one highlight that stands out for me is um, in 2014 Euros in Vienna. Um, each nation had to put forward two players to play last man standing. Do you play that guy like over there? Uh, we play something modified. Um, it's called showdown. Um, so okay, it's so like, yeah. It's just like one annihilation play. until the end. No, 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 no. Uh, showdown's one-on-one. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. So last man standing is like, so we had two players from every country, male and female in separate events. And then we literally had to just pick each other off until there was two people left. So I can't oh. remember how many were on the team on both sides, but it was basically the whole, the whole um, sports centrum was, was taken up by, by us. And then <laughs> I actually, it was between me and a girl called Emily Nichols, which is like the, one of the best catchers in England. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she, she still plays on the national team, right? Yeah, she's, she's on GB as well. Okay. Um, and it was, I just remember it was me and her like for a couple of throws and we were both absolutely knackered. And then I just hit her on the inner thigh and I won. And like, I couldn't believe that I'd won last one I standing. <laughs> it was like everybody watching, like the pressure was just unreal. But oh, wow. like, I, I got a little trophy as well. And I actually left it. So we had a gala after, after the um, finals and stuff. And I left it at the gala and I, had to, I, and I was like, I woke up the next morning like, oh my God, my trophy. <laughs> like I need oh. my trophy. <laughs> um, but they'd put it like, I went back to the bar and they'd put it behind the microwave safe for me to pick up. So I was so thankful. I did not want to lose that. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that was the uh, biggest highlight for me. And I was a good, like 2014, so a good couple of years ago. <laughs> it, it still stays with me. Like, I didn't get anything topped it yet. Oh, wow. Um, so when this episode drops, I'm definitely going to ask you to, break, uh, to post a picture of that uh, I've, trophy. I've got a picture. I still have a picture. Okay, so. <laughs> I cool. <am. laughs> All right, so this might be asking the same question, but maybe give a different answer. What is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Um, so last year in uh, the Newcastle Euros, um, Wales women were playing in Northern Ireland. Um, I don't exactly remember the scores, but it was such a tight game. It was the tightest game we had. And they were just on form and we were just trying to outplay them. And it got to, was it sudden death? Yeah, it got to sudden death, which is just horrible because you have the pressure and you have a time limit. And, um, and we actually won the game and we got into the... Semi-finals, yeah. Semi-finals. Oh, okay, I was about yeah. to ask. I think that was, was the one before amazing. the semis. Yeah, and like, 
yeah, for, for oh. a small nation like Wales to get into the semis was just amazing. And like, it's really difficult to train together because we all live in different places. Um, and then like, it was me, Elisa, I think it was a Karen on court. Yeah, Karen Pickering. Pickering. I got, I got Beth Redmond on the foot and then like we just started hugging but she didn't go off and then like the refs <laughs> had to confirm that we had won and like all the Wales players came onto court and just like came in a massive circle it was just amazing and like I've never felt anything like that in a dodgeball match it was just everybody was elated and it was just such a lovely atmosphere oddly enough I remember watching that and it was like 5 30 in the morning oh god our time and I'm just thinking like this was very nail-biting <laughs> it, was, it was honestly the, the most nervous I think I've ever been in a match because like, oh. everything was riding on it and we'd come so far. But then it was streamed on Facebook and the live feed broke. Um, and I think then British Dodgeball were, were filming on YouTube and then just turned the camera just before we won. So like that bit is actually on camera. So you can actually yeah. watch it on YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah the whole, that's how I, I was think, watching it. <laughs> yeah, all, like over half I think of the game was, was lost. So like, we're all really gutted that we couldn't see it, but we just kind of remember that. Um, like emotion when we just won it and it was literally like blood sweat and tears <laughs> we weren't yeah, giving that, up oh no you guys did not you guys rallied like like no one else yeah, I mean it was I, a tough, I mean, tough game I was really impressed I mean I knew the, <laughs> the depth of talent that you guys had so in a way I wasn't surprised but at the same time I was like yeah this is gonna shave years off my life um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like the Northern Ireland girls are just amazing like so talented so like to win against them as well was just like oh it was just such a good feeling oh yeah that especially in a close matchup like that yeah yeah it was far too close to my liking <laughs> <laughs> we never like it close no I like a good sort of two four point victory but that was just no about any close <laughs> <laughs> all right so next question uh what do you want to achieve in dodgeball let's talk about an achievement that you haven't achieved yet Honestly, I, because like I class myself as a put on the ear thrower and like a, a, a pretty decent dodger. Um, I just don't feel like I can catch on court very well. And I, I make sort of random lucky ones. At least has given me a face. <laughs> She's going to be like, you can't catch. Um, but uh, I'd like to be sort of more of an all rounder than just a sort of thrower and dodger. So I, I'm still working on my catching like eight years later. It's, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's just a, a confidence thing and now that I'm training more with Kamado Wizards um, like it's helping a lot to gain confidence and know that I actually can catch and I can take a catch um, even when I don't need to so I would just like to be yeah more confident in my catching I guess yeah so it's not so much like winning a particular trophy winning a particular tournament it's more or less getting more confident um, in your catching I mean obviously you know when I win Euros and all the, all the tournaments that we can win um but like i think playing with an awesome team and like people that you generally like and like have social events with them i think definitely outweighs sometimes the winning of a tournament and the social aspect of everything just makes makes a tournament like even when we walk away and we don't win it's like oh it's okay you know let's just go out for a meal or um in january we all booked this like massive house um with a hot tub and like we just ordered takeaways in and it was just in like an amazing atmosphere even though we didn't <laughs> win anything like that, that was when we played you um, yeah. Even though we didn't win anything, we still had like a, a lovely social aspect to go back to with a hot tub, and it's just like really chill and relaxing. So, winning is yeah, it's definitely important. But I think dodgeball as a whole is like a, a really nice social atmosphere as well, and I think that's really important to have. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I feel yeah. like as competitive as I am, um, <laughs> it's just 
is something about the people I met that yeah. that I have met rather here and abroad yeah. that it's like, wow, this is really there's so many different types of people here and somehow some way I'm connected to them and that's very fulfilling. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. Like you've all got one common interest and one common goal. And you might yeah. be from anywhere in the world, but like you still just love playing dodgeball. Yeah, keyword anywhere in the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's like I think oh, that's, I was going to sort of say it to one of your questions earlier. Um, and I think investing in dodgeball is key because it is like the sport for everybody. You don't have to be a, sh- a certain shape or size or from any background. It just works for anybody, and anyone can pick it up. You don't have to be particularly sporty, but you can really excel in dodgeball. I think yeah. that's really unique about the sport. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, now this one, I don't know if you've given any thought, but what does life look like after dodgeball for you? Have you thought about like... <laughs> that's depressing. What, that's, <laughs> I, I know, but I got to ask it. Yeah. Um, I honestly haven't thought about it yet. Um, I've had times of thinking about it, like maybe when I haven't played um, a lot for, for other reasons, but I don't know, it'd probably feel a bit empty. And like when weekends are approaching throughout the year I, I'll probably be like oh what am I going to do this weekend like there's no dodgeball um that would be kind of sad actually so I tend not to think about it yet until like I really have to <laughs> you know what I'm on the same boat with you man um yeah it's, it's like a, I'm a not, life I don't uh, want to think about yet <laughs> yeah like that that's a separate life entirely we're not going to talk yeah. about but it's definitely one of the marquee questions yeah All actually right. as you get older you start to think about it more but uh, I try not to <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I'm never going to get old. You're crazy. Uh, (laughs) All right. So this is going to be something kind of new, at least for me. Uh, Like all the other co-hosts have had their own ways of signing off. Yeah. Um, I know Steve likes to introduce a dad joke in there (laughs) from one of our, because we have one of our players out here. His name is Austin Deeks and he's from New Orleans. Hmm. And randomly he'll just post a random dad joke and it just it just like makes you laugh in a dorky way and this season (laughs) we've introduced he's introduced that as a way to sign off okay um we have another co-host from new york his name is justin bosch and he'll ask players okay is there anything particular in your gym bag that is particular you know that is specific for you and why okay that could be a dodgy question (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so what I may do, and I may change for the next one, depending on how this hits. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any particular question you'd like to ask me? Yeah, so I've got two in mind, if that's all right. Okay, we can go for um, two. Okay, so the first one is, I, I can't remember if I've, ever, if I've ever asked you, and if I did, it was probably a couple of years ago. Um, but how did you actually get into dodgeball? And like, what's your story? Okay, so I'll go into this really briefly. Um, we played it a bit in high school, but mm-hmm. we... I don't know if you guys have these um, Nerf balls, like Nerf footballs. Do they have a tail on them? Yes. Yeah, I know. I know the ones. Okay. So we didn't have like too many foam balls, but we would throw those at each other. <laughs> That's quite painful, surely. Yeah, but we both know <laughs> I'm wired the wrong way. But yeah, that's, so I played that and then I didn't think about dodgeball after high school, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. And then I discovered it in 2010. Okay. So how did you discover it? Just like randomly or did you know somebody? Accidentally. Oh, okay. Um, so I, yeah, I uh, just walked into a gym and 
um, I was expecting to play futsal and then I ended up <laughs> walking into a rubber dodgeball session and wow, that, that was uh, pretty I much it for back. me. I have oh, not looked back. That's a really cool story. Yeah. Um, so the second one is, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but how did you get to know me and like, oh, how did you hear of me or my name or like Wales or anything? Like, how did that sort of happen? Uh, you're like my number one uh, fan in the <laughs> <laughs> you, give, you give me too much credit. Um, yeah. I want to say this was 2016 Manchester. And okay. at this point, at this point, I didn't know too many people outside of England. And yeah. the reason that was the case is because we had a player in LA um, who actually moved to London and he plays on the Storm. Oh, right. Okay. So he was the one that actually introduced me to cloth the back when it was three ball before he moved. Yeah. And then at the time I only knew everyone in England. So at that point, by the time I, I came talking to you, mm -hmm. um, I was already well established, at least in the English side of things. Um, but yeah, no, you, there were just a, a particular set of plays that like, it just, I noticed you just throwing major heat and, um, <laughs> It just that particular tournament while I was streaming, I just connected with everyone there, everyone outside of England that I've already connected with. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um, so just to wrap things up, um, do you have any shout outs you like to give? Um, shout out obviously to Elisa Storch, who's sitting right next to me with the dog Frodo, which you're probably very <laughs> Um, <laughs> and Kamal and Wizards, Wales, like the, the UK as a whole, I reckon we gel pretty well in the dodgeball world. Um, yeah, just that's it, really. I think <laughs> so. It was like a really <laughs> awkward end, so I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, this is your story told by you, yeah. somewhat guided by me. So if it's dorky, it's authentic, it's you. Yeah. So well, like, don't worry. Like, I mean, the, the Kamal and Wizards like really took me under their wing, and like I hadn't. I didn't really train a lot for a number of years, actually. So I've been training with them for more than a year now. And oh, it's just, I, I feel I've improved. Like, I've, I've got to know everybody. And they're just, like, such a lovely bunch of people. So, like, I think it's really improved my, my way of dodgeball as well and going to tournaments and really enjoying them. So they, I think they deserve, like, the bigger shout-out from me. Well, I will say that, that for sure because um... – I'll, I'll give my shout outs. <laughs> I met them. They're really, yeah. really cool. And like somehow before I even landed, I was just thinking, I know we're going to match up somehow, <laughs> yeah. somehow. And I'm glad it was like right away. But at yeah. the same time, um, yeah, I would have to also concur. You know, they're awesome. a solid group of people. Um, Elisa, who's right there with Frodo, uh, <laughs> Luke, Robert. Um, yeah. Man on all those guys are pretty cool. They're a really solid uh, bunch. I'm re I'm sure they'd uh, love to hear you say that. So I'll let them know that you said that. Well, they'll definitely hear it uh, when the op when the episode airs. But they're really cool. solid group of people, and um, everyone over there, uh, I can honestly say, I had a great time. And uh, awesome. It's very welcoming. You know, culture differences aside, uh, this sport has been a great uh, bridge to kind of connect with each other. So yeah. uh, if anything, I will say. Um, for the listeners, um, this is why I decided to take on this role to bring the international scene forward uh, using established friendships to help you guys get to know the people that I know so that we can create that bridge of 
friendship and maybe even travel to each other's countries uh, should the schedules align properly. So if you guys are listening to this, at this point, at this juncture, this was the sole mission of it. And trust me when I say, as nervous as maybe me and her sound, it's gonna sound a way better and we're gonna be way better at it. But the passion of the sport and the passion of the community compels me to help make this happen. So I can promise you as a listener and you as the interviewer, um, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of positive things that come from the international series and we'll definitely see more of a connecting bridge, so to speak. I so. definitely think so. I think that's a really awesome mission that you're you're doing. So yeah, that's, yeah it's class. All right, so that was uh, Sergio Leone's first interview, going solo with Amy Jones. And uh, Sergio, thank you so much, man, for being willing to to step up and and help me out with the international scene. Um, this most likely will have aired after my interview with um, Regina or Gigi Bave, and uh, this is a great opportunity for us to not expand so much. I don't know if that's the proper word, but basically just reach out and talk to people from other countries and just basically see what dodgeball's like uh, elsewhere. I know we started this with um, with Henry Skinner um, last year towards the end and definitely covering some of the, the international scene with, with uh, as a result of Cancun and all the work that the WDBF has been producing, but um, really excited for for hearing what Sergio comes up with and who he gets to talk to and, and understanding dodgeball through different perspectives um, outside the U.S. and outside North America. Um, so I'm looking forward to the rest that this series has to offer. And uh, thank you to Amy for hopping on. Um, and, yeah, um, if you enjoyed it, uh, let us know. Um, if there's other people you'd like for us to reach out to, uh, Sergio is running with this. So, um shoot us a message or post on the wall and we'll go from there but anyway if you're still listening have a great rest of your uh, evening great rest of your week great weekend and we'll see you soon going to be calling me all types of dorks uh, <laughs> so any mistakes that we may have made and i think there's going to be a certain moment where i think he's going to make an intro out of because what he's going to do is he's going to take a moment where we sounded awkward and yeah. make that the intro okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine that's kind of funny